Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Uh, so happy holidays, everybody. It's just past Thanksgiving, and uh, we decided that uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about the uh, the live podcast thing. How it's going on Twitch? What are your thoughts? What do you think? How do you think that's going? Uh, either way. Oh, that's not helpful. <laughs> Have an opinion, woman. Um, I don't always enjoy it. Some days I do. Some days I don't. Very vague answer. That's uh, what I have for you right now. All right. I guess we'll continue to play with that. All right. For the conversation for this week, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk uh, some more parenting. I know we've been kind of on a parenting kick over the last couple of weeks or so. Um, so for this week, I thought we would talk uh, balancing rewards and punishments. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of that positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement conversation. Okay. Um, and just kind of share our thoughts on, on where we're at as parents, what we think, you know, for maybe new parents or just generally like people who are in the parenting vibe. Maybe they can get some tips and tricks on how to improve the way that their children behave. Because I, I think our children are hellions, but everybody else I talk to that's not in our house says Thanks our children amazing. are like so well behaved and they're so nice. And like we hear that a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I don't really see it until we actually spend time with other children yeah and then i'm nope i see it now (laughs) yeah no i get it yeah until i see their kids at walmart and i'm like oh god oh yeah i think some people can get it really easily when you just have the one i think it's when people add on number two and number three where that uh that whole system either gets tossed under the rug or they just can't figure out how to make it you're talking about like positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. versus negative reinforcement yeah okay like so from your perspective too, right? Because I came into this scenario, we already had two kids. So right. I never really got to experience the one kid thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by like the one kid? Um, like it's easy it's, to manage the rewards it's versus It's easier to manage, yeah, the rewards versus punishment or to make sure that once they get in trouble with something, you know, you handle it a certain way because you have a lot more patience with one child yeah. than you do when you're trying to juggle multiple. And a lot of things just kind of go out the window or, okay, today you're going to get away with it because I can't deal right now. I'm trying to deal with this other catastrophe and it doesn't necessarily set everybody up for success. Yeah. I kind of feel like for that last bit, I feel like that we definitely ran into that a lot with our youngest. Oh yeah. His, his, uh, his very much of, I can get away with it because mom doesn't have the time or doesn't have the patience to kind of deal with my shenanigans. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay, peeling back from our onion a little bit, looking at it from, like, maybe an outside perspective, a little bit like a 300-meter, what is it that we feel, like, what do you think is more successful in the long run? Like, I know what the studies say. I know all that shit. But, like, from real world, like, in the trenches, battling tooth and nail over every inch of no man's land to try to get them to put their fucking shoes on so we could leave the house, right? right? Like, what do you think is the more effective manner have you found through like your experience because you do a lot more of that kind of management piece than i do i'm usually like the artillery that gets called up to the battle at the end of it when i can't deal anymore when i get to activate my dad voice and yell every once in a while Um, it's pretty hot actually not gonna lie (laughs) you're ridiculous Uh, anyway so what are your what do you feel is like a bit more effective or is it super individualistic 
See, and that's the problem. It's individualistic too, because every kid is going to respond to different disciplinary actions and different reward systems differently. Yeah. And our four children are so vastly different. What works for our oldest does not work for the other three in any scheme of things. And what works for the youngest... She's also a girl, so that's part of it. And what works for the youngest doesn't work for, you know, the middle two. It's it's very different. And most days I can't keep up with everybody's individual, okay, is this going to work for you but not for this one? I don't have time to correct for different behaviors for different ways when I'm trying to walk out the door. So it's usually just a... um, I'm at the end of my rope, so unless you guys want to start losing things, you need to listen to the face right here, and then they usually start moving. Yeah. So it's not much of a reward system per se, but I have found that I can reward them all day long. If you get this done, you know, we get to do this kind of a thing, and it doesn't necessarily always work for them, at least not the majority of them. The only one who responds to rewards is the eight-year-old the rest yeah. of them are like eh well whatever i'm fine without it so i don't care i'm still not doing it yeah i don't you have know? it now and i'm fine so i don't I'm not gonna exactly. need it exactly so it's it's not a big deal for them so then maybe it's not just the idea of the reward maybe mm-hmm. it's the time between the awards you know what i mean maybe so like so for example we tried the uh weekly daily chores thing for the allowance and uh-huh. it kind of just like it didn't really work right because it, it it was money, and yeah, they like money, but it's it, they don't conceptualize it the same way we do yet, mm-hmm. and they don't see the value, right? Honestly, they really don't. Like th- to them, like six dollars is it's just a number; it doesn't mean anything to them, right? Um, and it didn't really have the effect we were hoping for, which was they're going to be, and it did for like a week, maybe, maybe two. Oh, I longer think. than that. It's only been the last two or three weeks where they've kind of fallen off of the bandwagon yeah they still i'll walk into the room and they'll be discussing it okay who's gonna do this chore or that chore and then there's other weeks where they totally forget because they're distracted with other things yeah you know yeah but I, at least from like again from where i'm sitting like i don't really notice it i don't really see a change in them so i'm like okay this to me it seems like a failed experiment it doesn't seem like it's something that's really going to work now if i take a piece of candy right and i put it on the table and I go, do this task, and when you're done with this task, you can have this piece of candy, I see a reaction there, right? But I feel like doing that kind of experiment leads to they're only doing it for the candy where they're not building the habit. Does that make sense? Like how, but it's super difficult to try to motivate another human being to do something because they want to intrinsically, not because it's the right thing to do, right? Uh, So, I guess I said that kind of backwards. It's like, it's really easy to motivate somebody to do something for an immediate return. It's harder to try to convince somebody to do something because it's the right thing to do or it's intrinsic to their nature, right? Right. Some kids are different. Like our eight-year-old is very much, it's the right thing to do, so you need to do it. You know, our oldest is very much, it's the right thing to do, you need to do it. My Our, our the other oldest son and our youngest son give zero fucks nope. and don't care if it's the right thing to do. No. They seem to more better respond to I need to do it it? one what am I going (laughs) to get out of it or two if I don't do it I'm going to get in trouble right Um, but the problem with that actually the youngest doesn't even care about that I know he doesn't care about that (laughs) the problem with that mindset I feel is it builds that um, it builds the reflex to want to 
hide it rather than just not do it, right? Yeah. Like I still get what I want. If I can hide it and I can not get in trouble, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, they try that whole like spycraft sneaky thing, which they're terrible at. But, you know, eventually that skill set will become useful. good, right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say useful because it's not always useful, but <laughs> they'll become proficient at it. Yeah. Uh, and then it's going to be harder for us to do the whole parenting thing. So I guess the, the conversation would be like, if you had to set up a system, do you think that reward would be more successful in the long term than the whole negative punishment thing? Like giving them something they really want because they behaved really well versus, you know, just getting mad at them when they don't do things they're not supposed to. Or is it a balance? I feel like maybe You know, I feel like it needs to be both, in all honesty. Because too often I've seen kids that just never get in trouble for anything, Mm -hmm. but they only get rewards for doing the good things. So for them it's a bonus of, I can do both, because I don't get in trouble for the other, but if I do these alongside of it, I get nice things. And I feel like kids still need to be disciplined. There's too many undisciplined kids running around nowadays. And that causes a lot of issues as well, especially entitlement issues. And I I don't necessarily want my kids to learn that, hey, you need to do chores because it's the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. I'm like, you need to know how to do these things so you can survive. So you need to know them because you have to. Right. And I, I need them to grow up knowing that there are going to be things in life that they just have to do and they have to suck up. And I want them to get used to needing to do that. You need to take care of yourself. You need yeah. to clean up after yourself. You need to clean your room because you're not going to have people that want to come over to your apartment when you're older. You're not going to have friends that want to stick around. You're not going to have a significant other that wants to be around if they come over and your house is trashed all the time. You need to know how to take care of yourself and have responsibility for things, or you're not going to learn how to have that in everyday life as an adult. Right. So I don't want to have to bribe my kids to do things that they just need to learn to inherently do. And I don't want to convince them that, hey, it's the right thing and, and it's going to be good when you do this. No, some of it's going to suck, but you need to learn that you have to do it anyway. And you're going to, you're going to get something out of that. Right. But it's hard to teach. I know. That's what I say. It's like, yeah. so that's the whole thing, right? Like you can't teach for the end goal, right? It, the end goal yeah. is that they become functioning adults and that they can go and they can do things on their own and they can, these are skill sets that yes, they're going to need to know how to do, mm-hmm. but how do you get them to do it consistently? And how do you get them to do it in a way that is like, that they're gonna internalize so that they they know to do it later on, right? A f- prime example, right? Have a child doesn't want to wear deodorant, right? Yeah. Like refuses to wear deodorant. Well, how do you teach them to that wearing deodorant's important, right? The lecture doesn't really go very far, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're gonna get this piece of information and then it's gonna fucking fall off the map and they're never gonna hear from it again. Right. The other half of it is, okay, so do we then entice them with a reward saying, hey, you remember to do that. Congratulations. You get this now. Well, now are they only doing it because of the thing? Right. Exactly. But I think, honestly, I think when it comes to the decision making process, you have to remove it's you're teaching behavior, right? You're not teaching motivation. So if you're teaching behavior, as long as the behavior is being executed, they should get the reward. It doesn't matter why they did the behavior. It's the fact that they did the behavior that needs to be rewarded. It's like training a dog, which I know comparing kids and animals is like comparing fucking apples and mangoes, right? They're completely different fruit. They're completely different, like, flavor profiles. Everything about them is different. So you shouldn't compare them because animals are not kids. I don't care what anybody says, right? 
But when you teach a dog, right, they're very simple. They're very simple-minded. They're very simplistic. They don't have a whole lot of object permeance. So you teach them the thing, and as soon as they do the thing, they get the treat, right? And then eventually, over time, they learn that if I do this thing, I get good things. And eventually you take away the treat and it becomes praise instead or whatever, right? And that builds a pattern of, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Even if the motivation at the beginning wasn't, yes, I should listen to my parents, it's the motivation at the beginning is, if I do this, I get the thing, right? See how it works with animals? I mean, I get that, and with but humans, it feels like, kind of weird to reward a child for wearing deodorant. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, it, here's an M&M, nice it, work. <laughs> You're right. It does feel weird, but it's not necessarily like, I don't feel like that's the wrong answer, right? The, the answer is we're giving them, we're teaching them behavior. And if we want the behavior, we have to address the behavior, right? right? So if they don't do the behavior, they don't get the thing. If they do the behavior, they get the thing, right? But there's extremes on the kid's side too that doesn't exist on the animal side, right? Like not very many animals are going to go put their face on a fucking hot stove, right? But Except ours. I said animals, not children. Children are going to do no, it. No, our animals. animal has done it too. Oh, okay. Uh, well, hey, I said not that many. I didn't say none. Right. Right? Uh, whereas kids will. They're going to put their hands on the stove. They're going to put their face on the stove, whatever. Something that is going to result in life, limb, eyesight, or harm, maybe that's an immediate stop. Like, all stop, negative reinforcement. Hey, it's got to happen because this is, this is going to be something that's going to, like, devastate you, right? Versus kind of some more routine, basic things, right? Uh, my problem is, is I don't know when the weaning process needs to happen, right? Yeah. So something we ran into with our youngest is he wants to do things when they're new and they're fresh and exciting. And once they become routine, he doesn't want to do them anymore. And then he gets frustrated and he throws fits and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So we introduced a reward system to get him to do the things that he doesn't really want to do. Well, when you take the reward away... The behavior stops too. Yeah, right? he doesn't build the behavior yeah. pattern, which is odd. He's so, just like, nope, we're done. Then I'm not doing it. Yeah. So like, I almost like feel like there's there has to be some middle ground in there somewhere that we have to be able to navigate, and I just haven't figured it out yet. No, he's um, difficult. But generally, as a whole, at least for me, from where I sit, I feel like you're absolutely right in the fact that it needs to be a balance, right? There needs to be yeah. times when it's no, absolutely not, hell no. Not no, but hell motherfucking no, right? <laughs> and then there's other times when it's like, you know, we've got space. We've got time. We could teach this behavior. And maybe the first time we show, we kind of teach them why we're teaching this to them, why it's important for them to learn how to do this, right? It's important for you to learn how to do the dishes so that when you grow up, you don't have science experiments growing in your sinks, right? It's important that you learn how to do your laundry so you don't smell like a bag of chewed assholes when you walk down the street, right? Yeah. It's important for you to know how to organize your room and how to, like... We tell them the why piece, but from that moment on, after that, it should never. We should never worry about the why ever again, right? It should just be, you know, what the expectation is. You know why we're having you do it. You're still failing to do it. Why? Right. <laughs> now we get into their motivation of why aren't you doing it? Like, yeah. what is the thought process of why you don't want to do this anymore? And what is it that's going to motivate you to want to do it more? Right. Um, we tried early on, many years ago. Uh, with our older two, and I think I think our middle child was in there too. Our eight-year-old was in there too. When we were like, okay, you do this, and in exchange you'll get this, right? And it started with video games because they didn't get a lot of video game time at the time. They still don't, but back then it was significantly less than they get now. Mm -hmm. And it worked for a while, um, right up until the moment when 
we started saying, uh, no, no video games today. Oh, but mom, I did this and I did that. That's nice. Congratulations. You did what you're supposed to. Then the action stopped, right? Yeah. Because the, the carrot at the end of the stick wasn't there anymore. Yeah, sometimes and, you don't get the behavior no matter how many times you reward yeah. it. Yeah, so then the answer comes into, okay, now what? what's the right answer, right? Yeah. Like, we haven't got you to that behavior, you know, and I'm not going to continue using this as a reward because I don't want to build bad food habits, right? Like, that's the that's our one of our major concerns with people, especially as they, our kids as they get older, is I don't want to develop a bad relationship with food, right? Where you see this food as a treat that you can never have, so that when you have freedom of choice, you're just gonna you gorge, just gorge on, on it, it right? Yeah. But I also don't want you to create, I don't, also don't want you to associate this as being a bad food because then that's gonna cause food issues down the line, right? Like I want you to look at all food as equal and it's because honestly, that's what your body does. It's, it's all calories in like, yes, you should balance them and try to eat healthy and, and, but there's no such thing as a bad food and there's no such thing as a good food. It's just food and how your body works it, right? is the thing so because of that we didn't want to have food rewards right we didn't want to have food identity issues right so we're like okay well maybe we use it as a teaching moment and then we tried the um, time management with video games and then that became a problem and then we tried okay well let's try money and money management because that's going to be super important as you get older like maybe we teach you how to manage money and then that kind of become a little they do enjoy the money management part of it and they They've all got a really good grasp on how to spend money and how to save money and all that stuff at this yeah. point, especially for their age. But they don't see it as a reward. No, I mean, and they don't. So, they don't really conceptualize it in the same no. way, right? And I don't think they're going to for a couple of years. Like, yeah. I think it's something we got time to work with the money management piece. But in the meantime, right? Like, I need you to brush your teeth. I need you to clean your room. I need you to pick up your dishes. I need you to do this, right? And I need you to stop remember or stop forgetting because that's the excuse right it's like i, I forgot, forgot. Oh, bullshit you didn't forget you just chose not to right lazy you're lazy and you know that if you left it on the table your mom's gonna get frustrated with you but that she's gonna clean it up and then you don't have to anymore right so and honestly like getting berated for 30 seconds as a kid means nothing to you nope. right it's gonna be gone in the, the following 30 seconds so then what's the answer what's the next step is okay I, i'm tired of harping on them i'm tired of nagging them i'm tired because i you don't want to be that mom, and I don't want to be that dad. No. Who, like nags them and is always in their shit. And why is to mommy make, always mad? Why is mommy? <laughs> why is daddy always yelling? You're not right? me. Because you don't fucking listen to me. But so, like, what is that answer then? Is what? Okay, how do we? I don't know. I, I don't. And honestly, that's the thing. Is like, it's a lot of trial and error, and you can't. Yeah. You can't back yourself into a corner and go, "Well, I must be a shitty parent," and because it's not the case. We're all in the exact same boat. I, I don't care what the Joneses Joneses post on freaking Facebook. It's all smoke and mirrors, and it's a lie. Anyway, it's and everyone's think, in the same boat. Everybody's struggling. No one's got this parenting thing down, and the best we can do is just tr- move on to the next thing, try it, and hope for the best. And if it doesn't work, you just find something else. I think I think the lesson here is everything in moderation and in balance. Yes. Right? And expectation management, because they're kids and they're not adults. Yes. And... Um, you know, that, that nothing that worked for one is going to work for another, right? Right. Um, I you, think that's a big one that you just hit on, is a lot of parents, and I've been victim of this before too, and I know my mom was a big proponent of it, as you can't keep thinking that your kids are adults. No. You can't expect them to respond as adults. You can't expend, expect them to act 
like adults, and we need to stop expecting adult behavior just, out of our children. Just as you're learning to be an adult mm-hmm. and be a parent, they're learning how to be humans, and they're yes. learning how to be society members. And the expectations that you set in the home will be the expectations that they will have once they leave the home, right? Yes. The rules are the rules, and they don't budge, and they don't change for anybody. Um, that's the expectation that needs to be set. Now, is it true for the real world? No, of course not. But in the house, you need to ha- make this the microcosm. This should be the ideal environment that they should be striving for once they get out, right? Like, yeah. fair is fair, and sharing is caring, and all the other stupid cliches that you're going to have run into along the way. Like, those need to exist in the home, and those and those need to be your thing. Now, if you've got, if you're two parents or one parent, and you've got one kid, like, Hey, the world is your fucking oyster. Whatever works for you works for you, right? The problem is, is when you've got two or three, or like we do, we have four, right? It's not equal, and mm-hmm. it's not fair across the board. No, nope. because my my twelve year old has learned and has skills and has responsibilities in the house that my six year old isn't. And you're gonna have to have that conversation. Well, he doesn't have to do this, and that's not fair. Well, yeah, well, suck it. Life's not fair. You didn't right? have to do it when you were six, right? Um, <laughs> but there needs to be some ownership. Right, and I think that's the balance we're still striving actively to try to find is what's that balance between letting them be kids and not have to worry about adult things, but also teach them how to do adult things so that eventually they will grow up and leave my house, right? Um, and it's you know how to pay your bills, how to wash your dishes, how to take care of your car, how to take care of your house, how to do handyman stuff, and like all those skills come along the way, and there's fun ways to teach them. And the teaching isn't the problem. And it's never been the problem for us. We've never had a problem teaching them how to do things. The problem is is getting, getting them to do it, to do it yep. on their own without us hounding them. Yeah. And that's the problem that we run into. And we're still working through. And we're probably still going to work through until they're all old and grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we're going to have to figure out how to teach our kids how to do that because they're not going to know how to do it with their kids. And we're not going to know how to do it with their kids because their kids are different, right? I mean, you didn't even put your laundry in a dresser until... Started dating. The difference is I knew <laughs> how, and let's be honest, I still wouldn't put my clothes in a dresser. I know. Because uh, I don't put my clothes in a dresser. You do. I do. Yeah. Um, but it's not the fact that I didn't know how. It's not that I didn't get taught just that skill set. I just, I fucking hate folding laundry. <laughs> I don't mind washing clothes. I don't mind hanging clothes. I just hate, like, the worst part is the socks and underwear drawer. Sorry. Fucking hate it. But we're not talking about me. Okay, we're talking about children. Yeah. I'm not a child. <laughs> okay, I may act like a child, but I'm not a child. No. Um, so I mean, there's the, you're gonna you're gonna learn, and you're gonna lose some battles, and you're gonna win some battles, and you're gonna argue you're with gonna things and fight things, and it, it it is what it is, right? Like everybody goes through it. It's just remembering to maintain the perspective that they're not adults. They don't think like adults. They haven't don't have the life experiences yet. You have to give them to them. And you have to give them to them with context and reinforcement. And rewards and punishment is all going to be part of that. And it's all about balancing it. So, uh, it's coming up on time. Any last minute tidbits there, lady? No? That's it. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. Um, Again, uh, if you are interested in joining the conversation live, we're live every Monday at 8 uh, Central Time for the podcast and it's just chatting session. There's follow on questions and answers and continuing conversations, of course. And then 
Uh, you can also follow us on any of the podcast places you find a podcast. Of course, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we're there. We'd love to see your questions and all the other jazz. Till then, see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.